This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Today, I have some really special guests. I have my mommy. Hello. <laughs> and my BFF slash, slash sister slash other half slash left arm. I don't know what to call her. <laughs> Shayla. Good morning. So, you know, when doing Candidly Keisha, I was really excited to just be able to share, you know, experiences and different things that are absolutely candidly who I am. So this morning, I just got back actually from visiting Shayla um, in North Carolina where she lives. Um, And I was like, what better podcast to do than talk about my experience? So um, (laughs) my friend Shayla is, I don't know what to say, clearly a super mom because she just had her third baby. Um, She now has two boys and a little girl. Um, Her most recent is Miles, who, Miles is what, three weeks old now? Well, actually, he'll be four weeks old tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. He'll be four weeks tomorrow. So I went to help my friend. Um, I was trying to reach her, and I know it's overwhelming when you have a new little one, but I was like, listen, I got to make it here. I can hear it in her voice. She needs needs some help. She just needs the sisterly reinforcement (laughs) to come in. So I flew up this past week to visit her and had an amazing time with the little ones. And it was funny though, I'm gonna start it off with this because we talked about this some. I came home and I said to mom, I said, mom, I am so glad I haven't had kids yet. (laughs) 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 But listen, it wasn't about the kids because I was like, you know, I said, you know why? I said, because I realize how important it is to have the right partner. I said, Mm -hmm. because everyone I've dated thus far, I would have killed their ass. (laughs) I would have killed them. I would have been in jail for stabbing them in their sleep because the level of like support, selflessness, and just dedication that it requires to raise children and specifically to have a newborn with, you know, two other kids. I was just like, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how my mom did it, how you did it. So I just want to talk about it. How do you decide to have three kids in this day and age and work and, you know, you just do so much. Uh, I don't even know if there's a real answer to that question. How do you decide to have three kids in this day and age? Um, you know, for a while, I thought, we, we can't possibly do three. You know, how can I manage my career and everything else? But a part of me just really wanted to have another baby, and I just had to 
embrace it and be honest with myself and remember that nothing in my life has worked because I've had it all figured out. Like, shit always just comes together. Oops, I'm not sure No, you can say shit. It's okay. Okay. No, oh, wait, time out. Can we, can we take a break? I don't mean to get off topic, but just because you said that, it made me think of the situation with Madison. <laughs> Can we, can we shoot? So Madison is Shayla's daughter, who's my absolute heart. There are plenty of times Shayla calls me and is like, come get your child. This is clearly your daughter. Somehow mm-hmm. she just got mixed up and I birthed her. So go ahead, Shayla. <laughs> There's always a situation with Madison, but she recently told my son to, to well, she said ass to him. So I think he had his feet in her face or something, and she was like, get your funky foot ass she mixed the words up she didn't even say face. it all the way right but it was she hilarious didn't say it, quite it was pretty right, good but though it was almost it was almost, almost there correctly and so my husband was like how do we punish her no no no, no, no wait you have to start michael went to to curtis curtis the shayla's oh, husband yeah. and says well dad madison <laughs> said a bad word when we were at grandma's house and he was like oh she did well what are you going to do about it how are you going to punish her <laughs> And then he was kind of looking like, uh, and so then it gets better. Michael hits him back up, like let a couple hours pass. He says, so dad, have you figured out what you're going to do? <laughs> so, from dad to come to the kitchen looking perplexed to mom like I'm trying to figure out what to do to punish Madison I'm like for what and he's like because she said a bad word I'm like well consider who her mama is right and we're auntie, very fortunate that that's the only word that she's used this so, week so listen <laughs> and then in the midst of this I had gone in the pantry because like I just came I was like helping making sure cooking <laughs> meals for them and you know just doing all the little other things that I know that they didn't have time to do so I'm in the pantry i don't know getting like onions or something so i'm standing in there like oh and mind you the pantry's not that big so i couldn't really be doing that much but i'm like standing in the pantry like oh i'm so not trying to be a part of this i'm just gonna stand in here till they figure it out shayla goes well auntie keisha what would you do you're good at these kind of things i'm like damn (laughs) (laughs) oh and then we go into the kitchen response uh, my response was just like, well, so we're just going to go on Michael's word for saying she said a bad word four days ago and punish her now. So, you know, what did Michael do to trigger her to say something crazy to him? And as we're kind of having this kind, con- and then I was like, I was on the same page with Shayla. I was like, Shayla, you know, between our mouths, she can't help but have a potty mouth. <laughs> and, you know, like, like she said, we're just happy she said just ass. So she and as we're having this conversation, this powwow of the parents trying not to fall out in laughter because it is funny. That's the hardest. That's what I found with my yeah. friends is part of the hardest part of parenthood is kids do some funny ass stuff. And you have to keep a straight, straight face, face when really you want to die laughing. And you're like this little said what? But you have to be like, listen, that's not OK. Blah, 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 blah. So as we're having a convo, Madison, here she comes around the corner looking like the cat who ate the canary, guilty, knowing we're talking about her. (laughs) And so go ahead, Shayla. (laughs) I mean, she told the truth. You know, she reported what he did. She reported what he did. And we just reminded her, like, look, you know, I told her, I know that mommy says words that she shouldn't say all the time. That doesn't mean that you should say them. And, you know, just remember that you're responsible for your words and what you say. So if you decide that you want to have a potty mouth, like, consequences come along with that. And grandma might not be so lenient with it as mom would be or dad would be. So just understand that, you know, 
words are powerful. So what you, you know, I'm just saying. And also, we also reminded her that, you know, had you stopped short, like Michael provoked you. Had you, you're responsible for your actions as he's responsible for his. So had you left it at him doing what he was doing wrong, you would never be, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. I said, and furthermore, you know, just next time, just, I don't know. And I felt bad because then I said, well, who else? Was there anyone else saying bad words? And then um, she was like, well, yes, my older cousins, da, 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 da. I said, see, you can't follow behind people because you're still, if you do something wrong, you are still going to have the consequences of it. So just because they did it doesn't make it okay for you. And then I kind of, I was telling mom this, I reminded Shayla, I just kind of gave some insight into how you and dad did things Mm -hmm. um, with Shayla and Curtis. I said, you know, when we were a united front, like, you couldn't crack us. We were thicker than thieves. I have three brothers who y'all have all heard from and met. <laughs> and yeah. it was the sort of thing, well, A, oh, are you tattling? Is that what you're doing? When we would go to our parents to tell. And then B, you know, they would punish probably both of us for both of our parts in it. Absolutely. So it created a system of us sticking up for one another because we knew that if one of us got in trouble, we were all going to get in trouble. There were times, honestly, where I didn't have anything to do with it. I may not have even been home, but somehow when I got home, if things went down, it was my fault. I'm mm-hmm. so, am I right, mom? Not necessarily mom. your fault, but, but did I not you, get were in always, you were also included in whatever punishment that was given. Exactly. So right. as a result, we came together and we would always have our story straight. There was no tattletelling in the Pulliam household. If you did, you had repercussions later on that night from the rest of the siblings. Mm-hmm. So you learn real quick. What do they call them in that movie? Code Reds? Yeah, you got a Code Red that night. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, when you said that, I was like, you know what? That's going to have to be something I make sure I keep in my back pocket. I try to make sure that we don't bring too much attention to certain stuff because sometimes just like not giving the behavior a whole lot of attention deters it from happening again because it's like oh that was we're not gonna make a big deal out of it we'll keep it moving there's some stuff you just can't you know it's like okay yeah both of y'all need to go to bed or both of y'all you know put the mm-hmm. playstation controller down but yeah. other things it's like you know what i think that if i give this too much attention then it's almost going to make sh- it's going to guarantee that i have to have this conversation again Absolutely. and usually that works just you know address it in a mild moderate way if that's possible with me <laughs> and keep it and keep it moving um but every day is a it's a different fight you know whether it's over air or water or ideas or someone <laughs> looking at the other you know and you're right you just have to take it one step at a time and try to keep a straight face because sometimes i walk out the room and just laugh, mm-hmm. you know, because I've moved past the point of turning my back. <laughs> like, you know what? This is too funny. I don't even know if I can respond to this. So let me just step out a second. Mommy, I need to time out. Step back. OMG. So, Mom, do you have um, any advice or funny stories for Shayla? I mean, I know y'all have funny stories for days about us. I mean, you don't have to tell too many because y'all get a little <laughs> carried away when I bring my family in here. <laughs> Funny stories of um, disciplining yes, you guys? Yes, disciplining or? us. Okay. Well, I think Michonne was the worst. Oh, he was. You know, if he knew that he was in trouble, going to get in trouble, he would pile on all types of clothes and sweatpants and everything. He was so, so that, dramatic. Hilarious. Yes, he was very dramatic. I think he was dramatic. supposed to be an actor, too. I, I think you're right. I think, okay, just changing the, the, the subject a little bit, but keeping it on Michonne. 
one time, remember he hurt his ankle? Mm-hmm. And, and, he, <laughs> and he took a frozen Purdue oven stuffer out the freezer to put on his ankle to ice it. Yes. I was like, I could not believe he did it. We just all sat there and looked at him like, He was really? so serious. He was really serious. Not peas, not carrots, not corn, a whole Purdue, <laughs> Purdue oven, oven stuffer. stuffer. I don't even know how you balance his, that on your ankle. Right. <laughs> Lord, I never forget Michonne. Was it Michonne or JP that mooned the lady that time? Michonne. Michonne. Michonne was always doing Michonne. something. So this is when we were still living in New Jersey, yes. and the way our the way our our foyer was set up. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but the way it kind of our stairwell kind of it came down and then almost like an L. So there mm-hmm. was a little platform, landing. a landing, um, right as it turned, and it was like a big open foyer, and the front door um, was you know right in front of the stairwell. And this little fool, he had this one outfit that he loved, too, that he'd always, like, flash, flash. people and take off because it had, like, those pull buttons that you just go, and they come off. So <laughs> this time he actually had pants on them. He goes, hey, lady. Turns whoosh, around, turns and, around moon and moons this O-M-G. lady. OMG. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. And How what did you, you handle say? that? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Like, you know, I just honestly, I don't even know how you guys do it. But I definitely want to continue the conversation with funny antics stories and just, you know, kind of tips and how you keep your sanity. And, you know, in this day of working moms, and I'm clear, you know, being a mother is an absolute full-time job. You have Mm -hmm. no days off. You don't have sick days. Everybody, mommy does it best, so they don't want daddy to make the cereal. Like, you're always on (laughs) demand. So um, we're going to take a quick break here at Candid Location. We're going to come back and hear more from these super moms I have in the studio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. So we are back here at Candidly Keisha, and again, I am joined by my mommy and my BFF, Shay Shay. Sorry, I had to give, I know I gave you the Shayla earlier, <laughs> um, but I call her Shay Shay. Shay was coming. Mm-hmm. Shay Shay. This is my Shay Shay. But, um, you know, I really have so much respect for mothers. Um, I have so much respect and just adoration and love because you're charged with the greatest job ever. Not only, you know, incubating and creating a human life. Of course, you know, you have to have the man do it too. I'm not negating his part in it. But, you know, I feel that the woman is very much charged with the upbringing, the rearing, um, the instilling of of kind of who this person becomes, along with the father. But the mother definitely plays an integral role in it. And being a mom in this day and age, you don't just, you know, many women don't have the luxury. Like my mom, you know, it was definitely a hard job. And I was telling you this too, Shay. Like my mom was a stay-at-home mom, but she was damn good at it. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. She was so good. Like my mom is the mom who would make us all our favorite breakfasts, like before school. And there's so much that goes into it. I just have no idea how, like with you being a working mom, how do you balance both? Um, Just so Shayla actually um, works in diversity and inclusion um, training. Um, Can I say your school name? Sure. At Wake Forest University. And it's a very demanding and, and grueling 
um, schedule, as well as having three kids and a husband at home. You know, how do you guys, do y'all have any insight to like moms who are listening who are like, oh my God, I want to strangle them. And sometimes you do, but you work through it. And that's the important piece. Right. You know, I think that the first thing for me was when, when my daughter was born, I started to have the aha moment that like I had to take care of myself and I didn't need to feel guilty for it. Because for a while I definitely felt like, okay, you know, I felt guilty for not necessarily having all the time to give to them, for being tired, for wanting, you know, a girlfriend's weekend and what have you. And when I moved through that and just realized, okay, it's okay for me to take care of myself, I feel like it became easier for me to balance work or taking a vacation in July to Sedona with friends and not including right. anybody in my house, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that, yeah, that's definitely our thing. Yeah, and so the more I've managed to take care of myself, the easier the balance becomes because now at work it's like, okay, when I leave at five, like work doesn't go home with me. I am a mom who works, you know, but I'm not defined by being a working mom, if that makes sense. My family definitely comes first, but I'm included in that equation. And I don't feel like I was so much before. I was like the last person on the list. Mm. So that's helped me tremendously that I don't feel guilty about working or taking care of me. And you know um, what? That, just to, Shayla, that's the best thing that you can do. Once you realize that that's what you need to do for yourself in order to keep your sanity, in order to mm-hmm. keep your household running, once you realize that and then act on it, like that's half of the problem or right there. Half the you know, problem. Half, yeah. yeah, and, and just mm-hmm. knowing that you have to take care of you first in order to be able to, um, to take care of everyone else and being able to take time out or, you know, take and not feel guilty about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the main thing to be able to do it and not feel guilty because then when you come back, you're rejuvenated and, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling Keisha this weekend that, like, she she watched Miles so I could lay down and she was like, well, how was your nap? And I was just like, when you're a mom, five-minute naps can feel like a five-hour nap. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, just any shred of self-care is like, you know, some kind of superfood or something. Um, but so often, like, we forget that it's okay and absolutely necessary to just take care of ourselves. Right. Absolutely. You know, I definitely agree. And that works in life, you know. That sense of before even having kids, learning to take care of yourself is Uh really, really important. Learning, you know, to do the things that you need to rejuvenate and to regenerate your energy. Um, And, you know, Shayla is very much my partner in spirit in terms of accountability. And, you know, are you meditating? Are you doing the things that you need to do for you to be the, to show up as the best that you can show up? Um, Right. And it's, it's necessary. And I feel it's also really great to have great girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Like the support, support and the relationships that you have with other women is so important. Like anyone who knows me, like I went to an all-women's high school, all-women's college. Then, you know, no, I'm not a lesbian. But the value <laughs> of of those relationships is priceless Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm surrounded by a group of women from my mother on down, you know, my grandmother's still alive on down who it's about, you know, helping one another, lifting one another up about abundance, knowing that, you know, you receiving isn't taking away what's meant for the next woman and us being able to come together and, you know, kind of fill in the gaps. And sometimes it's the unspoken of what's needed. You know, when you have that kind of mental connection with another, you know, you don't even have to like, mom will know, like I'll call her and be like, 
what's wrong? What you doing? And she'll be like, what do you mean? I haven't even... I'm like, I can feel it. What's going on? Mm -hmm. You don't have to say nothing. Uh Mm -hmm. I think it's also important to have, just like with career or anything else, to have like healthy role models. Like there are moms that I look up to even if they don't know it. Like, for instance, your mom is Denise. You know, you are a mom that's on my list, and I'll, I'll think about you, or especially with the notion of having three kids, because I'm like, there's someone in my life that I can touch or call or text who's done this before, and she actually did it with more kids, you know. <laughs> and she's still sane and fabulous and, you know, and doing her thing. And so that encourages me, you know, from having the girlfriends, but also having people that I look up to that I can just call and say, hey, you know, I don't even know where to begin with this. You know, what would you do? Um, And that helps a whole lot. And recognizing when you need help and when you don't know something and reaching out to someone. I feel that that's so important because so many people want to muscle their way through it and want to feel as though they have all the answers and nobody has all the answers. Right. What are you going to say, Mom? Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, and feel free to call me anytime. I have a few of Keisha's girlfriends with children and families that call me for advice mm-hmm. or just to ask questions. Man, all I know <laughs> is when I pop mine out, I'm ahead of the curve. I got a whole bunch of people to call. Right. <laughs> And the amazing thing is that, like, just coming, you know, having a relationship with Keisha and even just being in Atlanta for a weekend and being around your family is, is mommy training 101 for me. Because what stands out to me about each of your kids is that their personality is well-defined and unique, which has really shown me that you all didn't focus on, you know, trying to raise this, you know, cookie cutter kid you know what I mean Mm -hmm, because sometimes mm -hmm. we try to force our kids to be something that they're not but you know Keisha, JP, Michonne and Jawan are definitely very similar in in many ways but they're all very unique and they own it Mm -hmm. Um, and so it encouraged me to just make sure that I allow Michael and Madison to be you know their authentic self even when it drives me crazy (laughs) and Miles too (laughs) and Miles already has a personality let me tell you he already has a very distinct personality Like, granted, you know, it's still forming because he's not quite talking. But, like, for instance, he's so intuitive and he hears and feels and he lets you know what he needs. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was so funny because when they were taking me to the airport, he was not having it. He was, "Ah!" he'd been, he'd eaten, he'd um, been changed, he'd been burped, he'd been everything. We were like, what on earth is he what is going on? So um, as we were in the car, I got the text that my flight was delayed. So um, we turned back to the house. Okay, well, let's get the pad. Let's get his pacifier that was forgot, whatever. So we turned back to grab it. So in that time when Shayla ran in the house, I just took him out of the car seat, you know, just kind of laid him on me and just kind of, you know, he literally instantly just stopped. He was like, okay, I'm good and fell asleep. <laughs> so then we put him back. You know, he may be a little like on the way there, but he was okay. Get there. My flight is further delayed. So we decide, no peep out of him at this point. So we decide, okay, we're going to go into the airport, have a bite, just to kind of feel things out. This little boy takes the biggest poo of life, <laughs> like the one that goes up the back, almost down the leg, one of those poos, right? Still no peep. He's chilling. So then at this point, we're like, okay, you know what? My flight gets canceled, what have you. We end up going back to the house. No peep out of this little boy. 
So Shayla was saying that another day, I guess a few days prior, she had to run an errand. And it was a, and a thunderstorm came. It was like a huge, horrible, like monsoon that happened that was happening sim- simultaneously in North Carolina and Atlanta. Why my flight was canceled? She was like, "This little boy is like Doppler radar," because <laughs> the same like a couple days prior, when it was bad weather coming, he was all fussy, like, "No, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go." He did the same thing to me. Mm. And then we got home. He was smiling at me and just laughing. And he has this thing where he likes to put his hand in your boobs. And I'm like, I can't help you with that. But if you want to, it's okay. You can brush your hand in my boobies. It's fine. Wow. But the kids know. The kids know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They do. Absolutely. So, um, how? What are you going to say, mommy? Go ahead. I was just going to ask how is um, how the kids. Having the baby in the house, the baby requiring a lot of your attention. How are the other two? You know, they are so good. Both of them were so excited about being, you know, big brother, big sister. They spent more time fighting over, like, who's going to do what to help. I'm going to get the wipes. I'm going to get the pampers. Yeah, but they're so excited about it. You know, they want to hold them. You know, they're my little shadows. And I feel like because they're also really close, you know, mm-hmm. the times that my energy or attention is pulled away from them, they're usually hanging out together. Even if it's fighting, they're still hanging <laughs> out together. <laughs> and so it balanced as well. But um, I feel like because they, you know, they both get plenty of their own attention. They don't seem to feel like bother or rub the wrong way mm-hmm. about Miles being on the scene. It's, you know, just... One more person in the family. They just right. love and the on more, them. Right, and the more that they're included in whatever, even if it's reading him a story at night or, mm-hmm. you know, holding him, giving him a bottle, you know, them feeling as they're a part of, you know, this new baby miracle yeah. that's there. Right, it's, and both of them are so loving. I'm, I feel like because they've seen me grow in terms of taking care of myself, they also help take care of me. Like, Michael will come in my room like, hey, Mom, do you need some more water? Uh You know, so even when I was kind of in that bed rest zone after Miles was born, Mm -hmm. both of them were attentive to me as well. So, you know, I'm really proud of them because they've just been, you know, troopers throughout this whole, my whole pregnancy and, you know, with with Miles arriving. So I really am fortunate in that regard. They're really good. Like they're they're good kids. They're happy. They're you know very attentive and helpful. And um, yeah, so we had a good time. I always enjoy them. So we're gonna have to. You guys are gonna have to come visit me in Atlanta soon because I love we having are. my babies. They won't let me forget it. Trust me. Oh, I know. When Madison was little, she told mommy, she's like, "Mommy, I'm gonna go to Auntie Keisha's house. You don't have to worry about it. I know how to get there. I'll drive." We're like Madison. <laughs> And You're then she five. pretty much gave me the directions, and it was right, because it's like once you get on, you know, 85, it's a straight shot. It's right. Like, She's like, and then yeah, you, you get off, turn and you turn left. And go straight. <laughs> right. I was like, Shayla, I would not be surprised if I saw Madison pulling up in my driveway right. in your car. Mm-hmm. But, um, but let me take a quick break. Um, we're going to take a quick break here on Candidly Keisha. And when we return more, we're going to wrap this up about motherhood, about work, about life and family. And I really want to get some some additional little little tips or tricks to the trade if you guys can think about that. So stay tuned on Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. 
Welcome back to Candidly Keisha. We are still talking everything mommy, wife, um, I don't know, like women. And you know what's so funny is that when you speak of being a woman, it's such a large umbrella of things that you are accountable for, that you are responsible for, that it just entails. So um, I have a good question for you, Mom. Mm-hmm. What, Knowing what you know now, having raised four children successfully, we're all, you know, the youngest is in his junior year in college. We are all college graduates, you know, successful, living our lives, happy, loving. Is there anything in hindsight that you learned that you may do differently or would have done differently now that you know? Um, actually, there's nothing that I can think of that I would have done differently. Um, I kind of planned things out. You know, having you guys all five years apart, it was, you know, um, for me, once one went off to kindergarten, another one was home so that each of you could have my, you know, my attention or that individual, you know, mommy time, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I gave you guys. So I really can't think of anything that I would have done differently. Um I say everything worked out fine. So, yeah, so, hey, if it works, so why so, do it? Right. You know, at the end of the day, you know, there are things you could say, oh man, maybe this or that. But ultimately, every decision that you and dad have made has kind of culminated in, you know, where we all are today. So mm-hmm. I always say that, like, I don't have any regrets about life because every experience, you know, has been a learning lesson or has prepared me for what's next in life. Mm-hmm. So there really are no mistakes. Um, I, that's for sure, because one thing I can say, and everyone that's a parent or that have children know, that there's no manual that comes with parenting. You know what's so parenting. crazy? <laughs> you know. Everything else, you have to take a test right. to get your driver's license. You even, you know, that everything else in life, you to, to be qualified for a job or mm-hmm. what have you, there is no pre-qualification for having a baby. None. Right. That's kind of cray. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's been part of one of my biggest lessons, you know, when you're younger or your family tells you it, makes the joke and says, you know, oh, when you have kids, you're going to get it back, you know, you'll get it then. And so I was thinking, well, I was a pretty mellow kid. I didn't give my mom any problems. When I have kids, it should be smooth sailing. Shayla. What? I know you can, you talking to me. I know your mouth now, so I can only imagine your mouth as a child. You know, it, according to, you know, you can call my mom without me being on the phone and try and get her to talk, but. According to her, like, I was, like, pretty... I mean, of course, I was sarcastic. Aren't you the same child who, when people stayed too long, told them, didn't E.T. tell you to phone home or whatever you said? (laughs) Right. That was... But that was it. Like, that was the extent of me being, like, you know, precocious and everything else. Like, that was it. I would tell you it was time for you to go home. Um, (laughs) You know, and that's a consistent story. Like, when Shayla was... She was over something, she would, like, you know... I was thinking, okay... You know, that will be the extent, you know, there won't be much of that I deal with. But having kids, I realized that the fine print is that you don't get back the kid that you were when you were little. You get back your traits and attributes as an adult. So in Madison, you know, my sassiness, my creativity, my strong will, like, it's all up and through that child. But Michael's my more mellow, laid back, you know, intuitive side so it's amazing and and, you know miles is young so i haven't quite figured out what part of him he's mirroring what part of me 
he's mirroring, but it's amazing to look at a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old and hear and see yourself as an adult, you yeah. know? So for me, it's like, it's helped me to be more humble because when I look at Michael and, he, and notice him being impatient, I've got to ask myself, well, how impatient am I? Because right. he's learning that from me. And I didn't know that coming into it. So that's been my probably my biggest, I don't want to call it a struggle but it's been the biggest learning curve it's like no they embody the shit that you have now (laughs) you know and if you see something that you don't like or that you don't want them to embody you have to change you it's not about disciplining them it's about you doing something different and no one told me that and that's really Mm. important what she said is that children do and follow what you do the example that you lead they're looking they're Mm -hmm. feeling even when you don't know that they are or feel that they are they're learning from you it's not what you say it's what you do is what Uh they is what they pick up on and continue to do and and that's who they become absolutely oh wow so shay i know miles is only about a month you still have a couple weeks left on maternity leave Mm -hmm. so how are you feeling about that i feel like this went really fast i feel like from the day you call me like oh my god i'm preggers (laughs) it's been like a whirlwind Yeah, it has been. And, you know, it's been like that with each of my pregnancies where it's like, it's almost like this magical time that the moment that it starts, it almost seems like it ends the next day. Um, I feel good, you know, but at the same time, I'm thinking about going back to work in October. It's, you know, every time I've ever, with every child, I feel like a piece of me has changed, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of sometimes reminds you of not only what's important, but what really matters to you and so you know with miles being here and me having you know roughly two more months before i go back to work i definitely feel myself shifting and you know so i'm kind of curious to see what the next few months holds and how I become a new person now that I've given birth to this new person. Got it. Uh, yeah, so, you know, the adjusting to having another person in the household and all that, you know, you, you know, with moms, you, you figure that out as you go, and as long as you're taking care of yourself, the hormones and everything else tend to balance out, and if not, there's help for that. Let's talk but, about that. You, I don't mean to cut you off, but I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people don't really talk about, like, postpartum and the hormones, and mm-hmm. I've had a couple girlfriends who like you know it's crazy like you really feel some kind of way and you can't help it Mm -hmm. and I feel a lot of times people don't give the attention to it that's necessary and recognizing that yeah the baby blues is what some people have those but sometimes it does cross over into something else yeah no absolutely you know it's definitely real and I think that you know for me I realized that when I had Madison because I definitely had the blues, I didn't, you know, wasn't diagnosed with having postpartum depression, but between my vitamin D getting low, which as African-Americans, we have a greater probability of our vitamin D being low in general because we don't absorb it. But when you're, after you have a baby, the first thing that people do is tell you, stay at home and sit your ass down. So you're also not outside getting vitamin so in D. That. And one of the symptoms of having a deficiency aligns with the symptoms of depression. So when I went to my doctors for help, they didn't test, like they didn't know what to look for, so I was asking for help and I wasn't getting it. So it's also about having like the right medical care and doing the research for yourself. So I kind of figured out being diligent, like you know, just because someone says I don't know. 
Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. I have to kind of figure out, like, these are some things that could be happening without turning myself into a hypochondriac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then finally, you know, I, I cornered that market for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, my doctor, when she did my blood work, recognized, oh, you have a, like, almost severe vitamin D deficiency. And I was like, you know, like, I had been dealing with this for months and to the point where I was tired. And then that way, you know, being tired and fatigued triggers, you know, triggers all these other emotions, mm-hmm. and it was really difficult for me for a while. I mean, fortunately, my mom was here with us then, so she really helped me, you know, to to balance things out, you know, because Curtis was working in a whole different state, so it was challenging. But when I would talk to other moms and you know doctors and stuff, I didn't. A lot of times, I got well. This is just what happens, and when I would get that feedback of this is just what happens to me. Mom goes like, but that's not enough. Like, you're you're telling me that I'm supposed to accept the fact that this is how I'm supposed to feel indefinitely? No, I'm I'm not signing up for that. Um, So that was discouraging, but at the same time, it lit a fire under me to do my own research and to really, you know, figure it out and then ask for help with more information to back myself up, if that makes sense. Got it. No, yeah. no, no, I got it. Um, you know, it's important. You know, I, the biggest thing you said is you knew something more was wrong and that you made sure to follow that intuition and say, even when people are like, well, no, you know, you kept going. And I feel that's important. And a lot of people definitely need to do that because they have, you know, oh, it's a doctor. They said it's fine. But if you know in your spirit that something more needs to be done, you know, you got to follow that. So we're kind of mm-hmm. winding up our candidly Keisha for today. But I wanted to end with some funny stories because I swear kids do the darndest <laughs> things. So are there any funny stories that you guys can think about, whether with your kids, your husband, your, you know, whatever. But I know in our family, there was always something crazy going on. So who would like to start? <laughs> uh, Mr. Neese, do you have one already? Oh, we had a, a lot of funny stories in our family with them growing up. <clears throat> Let me see. Oh, I think Keisha may have told this story before. Oh, which one? But the funniest story was we were taking a road trip to Florida. Oh, that is hilarious. We're taking a road trip to Florida, so we're all in the car, and um, Mr. Pulliam, Mind James you, I, I Pulliam. hated road trips. I was the right. oldest, and it was the, don't touch me, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, but the fingers right here, <laughs> that was our road trip. And that, that was before, you know, all of the TVs in the car and all of the mm-hmm. electronics and everything else. So, And my you know. parents took like 13, 14-hour road trips. They thought that was normal. Okay. <laughs> so we're on this road trip, and in order to have more space in the car and in the trunk, um, we decided, well, Mr. Pulliam James decided Pulliam. he was going to get a rooftop luggage kind of storage, whatever, <laughs> to put things in. Put luggage oh, wow. in. And instead of putting it, the luggage in it, there was luggage in it, but then there was also loose items in it, like clothing, books, I mean, um, coats and things like that. So we're going down the highway. And, <laughs> down 85. <laughs> yes, flying down 85, headed south. And the dog on thing. Next thing, we looked in the rearview mirror. We saw all clothes, these clothes just all flying over behind the us. Right. My book bag yes. just flying behind us. Flying behind us. And we're like, what? what is that? And we pulled over. It's our stuff. 
But it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. He gets out. James Pulliam decides he's going to play dodgeball with the cars, and he's going to go get and our he's stuff. He's going to go get our clothes. <laughs> Dad is running across 85 picking up draws. Of course. <laughs> and coats and everything else that fell out there. And like, we're like, Dad, we don't want that anymore. Like, someone, like our... If you and run over by a car, and run and over by a car, he's like, "Oh, it's fine. You just look. Just push it back this way. It's okay." We're like, "Dad, no. You've got to be kidding me." Always. Yeah, yes. So I would say road trips this this day and time is probably a, a lot more fun because you have you know so much you know different distractions. The kids have their own you know electronics iPads. and iPads and this that and the other. So it seems to keep them. But back in the day when we were taking road trips, uh uh-uh. uh, no mas. Yeah, I'm still not big on road trips. At some point, they just start to fight over the distractions of the iPad that was designed to distract them then becomes the center of attention and a fight. So, yeah, I'm not sure that they're that different now than they were there. <laughs> you, you just have more electronics. More, <laughs> right. More tools. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I have a funny story or if it's more sad, but I'll tell it anyway and out myself. Um, I The story that pops up in my mind is, uh, I don't know, a, a, I don't know what day of the week it was, but me and the kids are getting ready for school, and Michael has decided that the shoes that I asked him to put on are suddenly too small, although he's worn them all week, and I'm very certain that they're not too small for him. And I'm trying to put breakfast together and pack lunches and yada, 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 and so he's having the tantrum, and I get really, really frustrated because he's, like, screaming to the top of his lungs. So I go over to him to pull the shoe off his foot. (laughs) The shoe flies out of my hand and flies across the room and hits Madison, who is just standing at the the island in the kitchen as an innocent bystander. And I just stopped. (laughs) And I don't know if at that moment I laughed or cried or what, but it was just one of those moments where You called me and was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I felt awful, you know, because it was like, you know, granted he was being, you know, ornery, but, you know, I contributed to it. And that was the day that I realized, you know what, that we all have mornings and moments where we just need to just, like, say, you know what, I'll be late today. I need to go back to bed for a little while. Or today is my 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 hooky day, and so that was that for us. But from that to Madison, you know, climbing out of her bed as an infant. That was my favorite. Putting her Madison. clothes back on that she wore the day before. Or she you know, she'd remix her outfits though. Remember, I bought her those. What were those? Those cute Converse. She'd go take all her, take off her pajamas. She put a whole new outfit on and her sneakers and get back in the crib. Oh yes. my goodness. And so when I walk in the next morning, like, she's fully clothed with those pink Converse on <laughs> and knocked out. <laughs> and so I was telling her this story the other day, and she was looking like, what? I did what? I was like, yeah, you. You did it. Don't even be trying to act like that's unfathomable because you know it's not. And she just laughed at herself. I'm like, yes, you did that. On a regular <laughs> basis. Oh Mm-hmm. But ladies, I just want to thank you guys so, so much for being in, in studio with me today and sharing your stories. And I really hope that, you know, someone listening, this is helping them and, you know, giving them the extra little push to laugh in the hard times and to understand they're not alone. And that, you know, it's a journey. It's definitely a journey. It gets easier. You have your good and bad days. But ultimately, it's such a blessing to, you know, be charged with Building a life, really. And it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to ask for help. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is the mark of a real superwoman. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, 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 and yes. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to Candidly Keisha. And tune in next time. We'll have some more fun stuff. I'll let you know what's going on in the week this week. So we'll talk about it next. All right. Talk to you guys thank soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.